making waves, inspiring change, opening doors to an equal future. Here on the Trapes and Globe on Wheels Disability Advocacy Podcast, host Ming Canada journeys with an array of guests through the multifaceted world of disability advocacy. Guests will share their insights and will discuss some of today's most crucial questions and topics, as well as provide perspectives into the current disability rights movement and lifestyles of people around the world. Let's make waves together in the disability movement. Enjoy the episode. I understand that you're living in London at the moment. How is traveling around, wheeling around the city in a in a manual wheelchair? Definitely not as easy as America. I think that I took living in the states for granted in terms of accessibility. I knew that it wouldn't be the easiest thing moving here just because I'm also in central London, which is the oldest part of the city, so obviously the oldest part means less access because you have the older buildings with less elevators or less ramps. There's always like one little step to get into a shop. If every station was accessible, I think I would have a different outlook due to the nature of it being a very old city, only some of the tube or when I say tube I mean the underground that's what they call it here so I have to map out okay I can get here but then I have to do a really roundabout way to get somewhere else or maybe I just have to ditch that entirely and take a taxi so that part is a bit of a headache but I have to say that the attitudes towards people with disabilities in England and London as a whole is so much better than in America nobody stares at you people don't think that you're immediately mentally affected because paralympics are quite well known here I would say that the attitudes that people have towards me balance out the lack of access because in the states although everything's accessible nobody is very clued up on paralympic sports on people with disabilities and the treatment that you receive is horrendous in my opinion there's goods and bads about living here so what would you change or not change about how others have advocated for you i think you every so often get the teacher that singles you out for maybe needing special help for something when you don't actually need special help for something. For me, I've never really had an issue with people advocating for me in the wrong way. I think it would be a lack of advocating. For instance, going to a school where nothing's accessible and having to go up the stairs and then no one really understands why that would be annoying or why Dana didn't show up to class today because we had a class completely on the other side of campus that then had three flights of stairs to get to and no one thought to accommodate for that. I find more of an issue with that as opposed to someone maybe talking down to me and patronizing me and saying like, oh, well, she probably can't do this or can't do that and like meaning to be well-intentioned. I think that rolls off my back a bit. But I don't really tend to have that. My family has always been really switched on. The fact that my mom is a medical professional meant that as soon as I even got home from the hospital, she was like, okay, go set the table. And I was sitting there being like, oh, I was figuring, you know, I'm 10 years old, I'm disabled, I'm not going to have chores. My mom made it very clear that my life was not going to be any different. So I never got any special treatment at home, you know, patronizing stuff. I didn't get that from my friends. I've never gotten that from my family. I don't think that I've really had too much of an issue with people trying to help me in the wrong way. I think if anything, it would just be people being mindless or asking rude questions. That would be more the general public, not anyone that I really know. I think that people in wheelchairs forget that we are different and people are going to look 
the same way that if we see something different, we're going to stare at it. When I first got into wheelchair sports, I couldn't stop looking at everyone being like, geez, that disability is weird or this one or that one. And it even continued on to me going into the Paralympic Village. And this is after me being disabled for more than half my life and seeing all the different disabilities I saw there. I was almost gawking at them. So people need to remember that that that's just part of human nature to be curious about what you don't understand. I think that people sometimes take it a bit too far. They stare a bit too much or they're a bit too rude about things. And it's easy to want to just kind of shut people down and be rude right back to them. But people need to remember that at least, especially in a place like America, for instance, where we're still making a name for ourselves as a, as a group, you need to really lead by example. If people don't understand about your disability or they ask questions about it, talk to them normally. Don't be a brat. Don't be a jerk. Answer their questions. And then they leave that conversation being like, wow, that was a really well-mannered person. That was a really smart individual. So if that person went into that conversation thinking that every person in a wheelchair was mentally affected, say, which happens to me quite a bit. If you're eloquent and you answer questions nicely, they'll walk away learning something new that not everybody is like that. I think it's just our role to then teach people through example. You don't have to sit down and give them like a huge lesson on your life and what happened to you. But just show by example. Just be yourself. If people constantly say, oh, do you need help? Do you need help? Just like, no, thank you. And then prove to them that you can transfer on your own or you can do something like this on your own. But be gracious and be nice. That's such a big pet peeve of mine when you see people in chairs that refuse help from anyone because they have something to prove if you're going to refuse help do it with a smile or just be gracious and accept the help because that person genuinely is just trying to be nice to you just because someone offers to open a door for you it doesn't mean they feel bad for you a lot of times it's just manners we all need to be by example be a gracious and kind person and then show people what we're like i think it would just be the education of others so that when people speak to us they're not speaking in a slower tone of voice or more patronizing and things like that I think people just need to be exposed like I was saying before and I think that would lead to equality if you think about it like any of the friends that you probably made in your life they probably weren't exposed to a lot of people in wheelchairs before but now they treat you the same as they would any other friend and that's just because you taught them through example and through just exposing them to being around you and the more and more people we can expose like that the more people treat us the same as everybody else. So why do you think staying fit is especially important? For wheelchair users, when you're pushing around, you're not only pulling your own weight, but you're pulling the weight of the chair. So that's almost weight training in and of itself. Getting fresh air, doing all that. I would say that's something that that anyone can do, barring certain physical disabilities, is just go out and go for a push, go for a walk with someone. That's kind of my advice for the general public. But for people that are a bit more keen, there's always things that you can do in a gym. You can use free weight. You can use those hand bicycles. A lot of gyms now have those to work out your upper body, which is great cardio. I've nearly died on those. Not literally, but (laughs) I'm like so out of breath on those because they're such a good workout. You can do all sorts of things. You can buy resistance bands like those TheraBands um, and just do stretching and like resistance type things at home. There's tons of stuff that someone can do to stay in shape but I think my favorite thing would be not the gym I hate the gym I'm like the one professional athlete that avoids the gym at all costs which is probably not great and I need to change that things like tennis elbow golfer's elbow shoulder problems all of that is a very common problem that wheelchair tennis or especially any person in a wheelchair will come into the way that myself and other athletes that I know avoid it is just by a lot of stretching by doing stretches with those resistance bands that I mentioned a little a while ago and then just staying active to keep those muscles strong a lot of maintenance is just really important take a hot bath 
do your stretches in the morning and at night because at the end of the day, like for people in wheelchairs, your upper body is crucial for your whole life, really. The same way that an able-bodied person might get up and stretch their legs out, do it with your arms. And it takes hardly any time at all. You'll be a lot happier. <laughs> so you've done a lot of traveling in the last couple of years. Yeah, I live out of a suitcase. I went to Rio for the Paralympic Games. That was exciting. I've gotten to go to South Korea for some tournaments, Japan, Turkey, South Africa, the Netherlands, Australia, see what else, Canada. I've not been to China yet, and I'd like to go because I'm half Chinese, so that would be pretty cool. I've been to an airport, but that doesn't count. France. All over, really. Yeah, I've gotten to see, it feels like a big chunk of the world, but then you go and look at a world map and you're like, well, I haven't really been everywhere. So there's still a lot of traveling that I'd like to do yet. That's my favorite thing about tennis, aside from the amazing friendships and relationships that I built on the tennis tour, is the fact that I've been able to see the world while doing a job that I love. I feel so lucky that I've had that experience. For wheelchair users, what are some more wheelchair-friendly cities, countries that you've traveled to? And what was the physical infrastructure like there? Unfortunately, with tennis tournaments, it's like a business trip where I don't often see a whole lot of the city. It's kind of a catch-22. If you lose early, then you have a lot of free days in the tournament to go explore. But you obviously don't want to lose early. You want to be in the tournament as long as possible. But then if you're in the tournament as long as possible, all you're seeing are the tennis courts in your hotel. But I would say that Japan was very, very good for wheelchairs. They're so innovative there. Fukuoka is a smaller town, obviously, but even then they had, you know, everything for a disabled person that you would want, which is pretty simple. You just want elevators and you want ramps at the end of the day. What are some plans you have in mind to make traveling more accessible to individuals with disabilities? The main thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. People are everywhere and they will definitely help you. I've had to ask for help numerous times and I, I know I'll have to ask for help numerous times tomorrow even. And people are going to help you and then it makes your day way easier. Don't be stubborn and like not ask just because you don't want to be that helpless person. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, well, that's a wrap, Dana. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and came away with some information that you can now take with you to create your own change. If you would like more information about Trapes and Global on Wheels, please visit trapesandglobalonwheels.com. And that's Trapesin, T-R-A-I-P-S-I-N. And for updates and other TGOW-related news, follow our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, where our handle is at Trapes and Global on Wheels, and also Twitter and LinkedIn. You can find the links below in the description box or on our main channel page. And if you have an extra minute, please make sure to review our podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. This helps us tremendously as we try to understand how best to serve our listeners and further spread the word of our mission. We sincerely appreciate your support, and we'll catch you again next time.